0: Hello again everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Aldo Meets, in conjunction with the sponsorship of Hotel Anfield Peter Lee alongside Over the course of the season we're going to be talking to some fantastic Liverpool players and people represented uh, with the club and some who didn't actually play but uh, Liverpool at heart and uh, before I say that uh, and the mentioned people and I mentioned a guest in particular I want to thank all the sponsors who are Big Reds, uh, Liverpool Connect Taxi and Transfer Services, Bell Lamb and, and Johnson Solicitors, Kingdom Plumbing, Olympic Scaffold and Tower High, Northwest Fencing and Onyx Estate Agents so thank you very much for the sponsorship well appreciated and we raised good money for some good local charities. Uh, anyway, apart from that, to my left, I've got one of the best players and best pe- person, funniest person, I should say actually, that I've had the pleasure to be alongside in the dressing room. We all made, we all muck, a great player, Steve Nicholl. Hiya, Bob. All Hi, right, Aldo. You good? Great to meet you, pal. Me too. great to see you.
1: By the way, can I ask you a question? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't start because he makes me laugh all the time. I'm trying to be sensible.
1: (laughs) Hotel Anfield, does that start with a capital O? (laughs) (laughs) Hotel Anfield.
0: (laughs) Whatever John wants. (laughs) But Steve had loads of uh, nicknames at the club Bumper. What's the other one? Chips. Chips. I know. Yeah. Nickel, Steve. Some of the some we can't. Mention. Some other ones we can't. Chico? Chico, yeah. Chico. Well done, mate. Yeah, Chico. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that down the line. <laughs> Peter? Yes,
2: let's let's crack on. How does it feel to be back in Liverpool, Steve? What brings you back this time? Do
1: you know to be honest, I came back to see some of the boys, including Olwheel. Um I was asked to do a, a, an, an appearance and and the Floral Pavilion in New Brighton uh, with Sammy uh, and John. We did that on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, mainly that. I don't often get the chance to come back. So so I took it, and I'm here, and I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do, see some of my own mates,
0: and have a couple of pints. That's <laughs> the most important thing. Cheers oh, to that! Yeah, no, thanks,
2: and thanks to the two sponsors that yes, forgotten was, earlier. Yes. No, earlier. no. I was just <laughs> going to say cheers for Budweiser.
0: <laughs> and who would they be? Uh, Bud, Budweiser and Dortmund <laughs> Union Brewery. Which, can I have a Budweiser? We'll, find them <laughs> out. we'll, we'll get another one. <laughs> it's not bad, you know. That Dortmund. Oh. It. It's quite nice. I mean, the Budweiser's all right, isn't it? But you know, mm-hmm. apart from what we're going to talk about, you know, and this is important because all the proceeds go to the amazing Zoe's place and Owen McPhee Foundation, um, which is why we're here, basically. We're just going to have a good time trying to talk and bring back some great memories, you know, about Steve's Steve's great career, not just with Liverpool as a manager over in the USA, which a lot of people don't know about. Well, we'll get into that, won't we, James?
3: Yeah, we, we, will, we will do, yeah. <clears throat> just in part one, Steve, let's, let's talk a bit about what you're up to these days. Obviously, the job with ESPN must still keep you busy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny you called it a job.
3: Does it not feel like one? Well,
1: listen, the truth is, my preparation means getting up if there's an early game, obviously, particularly if it's Liverpool. I set my alarm for half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, get up, turn the telly on, get on to get me a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit, sit in my bed and the again, I get paid to do that. <laughs> so it was hardly a job. I mean, it's great. Go to espn probably four or five times a week um watch games generally the premier league we do we do uh the liga uh, and we do the bundesliga in particular those two only talking about the premier league
0: so and so they pay me would you do like on a saturday like the the early game then a the three o'clock game because you can't all it then the late game so you do three games or
1: well, I'll just i watch them. We don't actually have a show during that. Oh, nice. We have a show with the uh, the Bundesliga uh, and we have the, the show with the Spanish League. Yeah. But the actual show that I generally do is we're either on live at six or at the weekend five. Nice. And and it's mainly about the Premier League. Okay. Twelve. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a job, yes. But I mean, what a job. It's great. Watch watch football and then talk about it. And I'd probably
0: watch the games anyway, <laughs> even if I will not working at ESPN. Uh, are, you, are you biased? Like, like I, I, I try I'm, not to be biased, but I'm very biased. Do you know
1: what? I'm not biased. And actually, uh, it annoys me, because I don't know whether you remember, I remember I called you and asked who, I think his name was Matt Stevens.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. You well, because really the, right? echo. What? the, the what? echo,
1: the <laughs> Liverpool echo. The Liverpool echo. Co, What do? Co- co- co-
4: co- co- <laughs>
1: Well, what they do is, so all the time when Liverpool were fantastic three or four years ago, when they were winning Premier League, Champions League, the whole thing, and everybody's kissing their backside, Mm. including me, rightly so. Mm. So over the last 18 months, two years, when they've, you know, like happens to everybody, they struggle a little bit. So when you criticise them, all of a sudden, I see articles appear in the Liverpool Echo that I'm criticising the team, which makes me look bad. I mean it really annoys me which is why i called you to try and find out yeah. who this i won't say the world i want to yeah who <laughs> this guy was but
0: if it's criti- if it's constructive criticism you know that's no problem if you come out and say he's crap and he's rubbish and what have you that's different yeah but you know but that's, that's what i do
1: but yeah, they that's, don't you know. that's not what they print john
0: yeah the headline yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know yeah the classic they make the headline You'll, and then they print yeah, actually they what you, them, them you say. what you saying then yeah correct you, you know George, you've done it a couple of times the, uh, no but you're right aren't you They like, no, 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 no but, but it's no. the headline makers mostly it's yeah, not, yeah, you yeah, put yeah. your piece down the yeah. headline makers try to make yeah. it like a juicy
3: and, and the reality is if you say something negative that's going to attract a lot more attention than saying something positive right. which is yeah. But, yeah but I suppose also a big part of being a pundit is you've got to be able to call it as you see it otherwise you're not doing your job properly
1: no exactly and I do call it as I see it and if it means that, that somebody who has not played well then you say they've not yeah, you have absolutely. to say they've not yeah. played well I mean, I'll give you a great example of, of what I would do. I've, I've been, a, as far as defending, I'm probably not alone, but as far as defending with Trent Alexander, for example, I've certainly criticised him. Mm. But I'll tell you what I did last week. And again, I was lying in my bed watching the game. Like, <laughs> he must have played three or four passes in that game. From the right back position ridiculous that were, that you, i was sitting clappers right. i was sitting i was like i was lying in my bed with cup of tea and i was actually going wow that is that is unbelievable so as much as i criticize him when he can't defend i bring that up
0: as well yeah. to me that's fair no he's right Oh, that's what you gotta do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, on a back score, you you know you played left back and right back, centre half. So you played ah. right, right across there. So if you can't say it, who can? Yeah. But I'm just thinking about the how many how many medals or what did you actually win for it? And what does the club really mean to you? you, you, know, now, you you've I've have no you? idea. Medals wise, I've no idea. Oh, you must know what you've won. Come on, Bump. You've won. You, won like, you, won. you won five league titles. How many titles did you Five. Five. Well, I
1: was involved in five. I didn't because you obviously
4: the
1: first one I didn't play enough games to get a medal. But it doesn't matter. Ah, it's so easy. so exactly. So that's why it's called but five How many, how many games did you play? And a packet, <laughs> <of> Chris.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. How many? How many did you play then? that yeah. Games. I can't remember. No, but there's, there's uh, the... you had to you had to play yeah, but a lot of the games. Now it's changed. Right. You must talk about that afterwards because I know someone wrote to me about regarding the ex players and medals. Last year, sometime I'll, I'll, I'll fish it out because I think you you, you may be eligible. So don't do it yourself. You know you might have yeah. got that extra one anyway. So well, that, the thing is, I'm not, I don't. How I many European it. Cups won?
1: Two. I right, won yeah. one on one loser. Okay. Yeah, I mean again, I I actually don't need the medals to to include myself in the one that I didn't get a medal in because I know I contributed. Oh
0: yeah, because so. you know we were like it
1: was all about it was always it was always about the team. It was never about yourself. And so, everybody contributing was a key factor. So, if you contributed, you deserve the medal. If you didn't get it, in my brain, I still know I did something to contribute towards winning Absolutely. the
0: league. In the dressing room as Rita. well. He was number, number one in the dressing room funniest man in the club and everyone just buzzed off but that goes a long I can, way I can no. you it wasn't men no, <laughs> like no, all the great sides and you ask you can go to all the great sides within you know in, in england over the years that have dominated whatever the dressing room plus the good people around you you're all fitting and that, that goes a long way when you've got someone contributing as well as that for the team spirit team Spirit's massive I,
1: I honestly it. couldn't wait to, you know driving in the morning I couldn't wait to get out oh, so, so we could have a carry on that's right. it was fantastic and and I mentioned it on Thursday uh, when, when we, were, we were at the parents. one of the things I think players miss out on today is we used to get on the bus at Anfield and travel to the training ground and that half an hour was just a carry on <laughs> I funny. mean it was so it, there, you looked forward to it it was just a carry on and, and the now, okay, it's great to have the old training, the brand new training centres, and they have the food, and they have this and that. But that half hour each way, by the way, yeah. So twice a day, you're stuck in a bus yeah. with the apprentices, with the reserves, yeah. and the first team boys. Everybody at the club was together. So, you, so for an hour a day total, you're all together in a bus. The
0: piss it was been, ridiculous. It was incredible. It was great fun. You could couldn't wait to get in in the morning and have a laugh. The only thing that was missing was the. The Budweiser because you sound right. that quick, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we have another Budweiser, please. We're the going bar. to sort that out. We're going to sort that out
2: momentarily. But before we go like into the past a little bit, Stephen, about I don't history. like that
1: momentarily, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want imminent. What? Yeah. I'll sort it out. I'll ask the question, let you answer, right. and i get you in the meantime. Perfect. <laughs> so, obviously, it's been quite an eventful for summer for, for Liverpool in the lead-up of the new season, which started well for all intents and purposes, but with the kind of let's say, somewhat surprising departures to Saudi Arabia, the last minute uh, rumours around Salah potentially leaving. Like, What did you make of the, of the summer period at Liverpool Football Club and how are we set up for, for the season?
1: Well, I think the two signings are fantastic. Uh, McAllister, obviously, we all know about because of his time at Brighton. Seamless coming on the team. Yeah. But I think the surprise has been Slabbers. Like, I mean, the guy has been absolute yeah. silky. Mm. I mean, what's a player? Every single thing he does is is immaculate, and he makes it look easy. Yeah. Now, the, the the thing is not to be. You know, it's four games, yeah. and the guy has been flawless in four games. Mm. So I think it's a little early to start sticking a halo over his head. <laughs> but I tell you what, if he keeps doing what he's done wow, this guy's absolutely going to be allergic at Liverpool and hopefully he's going to be here for a good 10 year. As as far as Hendo uh, and Fabinho going, you know, I think we're all looking at last season and thinking what's the problem in the middle of the park? And the question was always is it bad form or have the boys passed the best? And and Jürgen Klopp's not getting rid of Hendo and Fabinho unless they pass the best. So... it had to be done. And actually, if you think about it, the Saudi money has come at a good time. Yeah. Because you're able to go and spend money on the likes of McAllister and Zlobis like without making a huge dent on what money you have from the transfer market anyway. And if you're talking about two guys who you think are past the best, who are not going to be playing as many games, then it's way easier to, to move them along getting a good amount of money for them. Everybody's happy. Well, partly Endo, it seems. Everybody's <laughs> happy uh, and then you can you can make new signings. So, I think the business in the middle of the park, I think Endo as well. I've seen a fair bit of Endo in Germany. Mm. He's not flashy. He's he's not going to be, Well, not, I'm not going to be sitting in bed clapping like I did with Trent Alexander, mm. but the guy's going to do a job and that is get the ball and give it. And then defend and,
0: and Defend and that be your, your, your centre backs. But whilst we're on that, I want you to really talk about this because it's your forte. Obviously, our defending, and we've got four defenders yeah. now. Obviously, Van Dyke's been hit with a, a hundred grand fine and another match which we knew was going to happen. Yeah. You know, should happen to, to other players that, that are far worse than him, but it doesn't. Because we've made an example of him, hundred grand. All right, that's a guys. lot of dope. But 100 guys, too much, so ridiculous. Where do you see I th- the next day is now the midfield is nearly sorted, I think we do we do we have to wait and see the defensive midfield player, another one may come in or by may make de- evolve. But where the defence is concerned, that's going to be the next step. Because we're up, up top, and I'm sure we're going to talk about more Salah mm-hmm. down the line. But defensively, how do you see it?
1: Defensively, right now, I'm stuck in between making in the next twelve months. In the next twelve
0: next, months, you know, going forward, to honest, after the next year, after to, next, obviously next year, and the way this. To be honest,
1: going. Sean, I'm looking at the next six months. I, think, yeah, I yeah. think because because we've had we've had a couple of seasons where the defense has gone from being completely and totally and utterly rock solid to being vulnerable.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think we're coming the time where it's been vulnerable. has has lasted too long and when it lasts too long it then becomes a question of well, there's only two things can happen. Either there needs to be more work done as a unit Mm -hmm. or you have to start looking at the person in the Mm -hmm. jersey Mm -hmm. and I think we're coming close to looking at the person in the jersey to be quite honest because you can't as as good as Liverpool look going forward, they'll score goals you, you can't you can't win the Premier League or anything else if you're having to score three or four goals because you only lose two or three. You can't do that. So Jürgen's got the toughest job of the lot. Trent at Ray Black. Trent with the ball at his feet. It's fantastic defensively. We know every man in his dog knows that it's not his forte, but they have been able to compensate for it previously. Canati... And Van Dijk and Robertson on paper is, what's the problem?
4: Yeah.
1: But they're not, they're not performing the way they used to. So I'm not sitting here saying that one of them needs to go or they all need to go. or I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for Jürgen Klopp, it's coming to a point where he has to decide whether somebody does have to go or whether they can fix it
3: so that's that's where i'm in the
0: defense I, I totally agree
3: with that. i think matip Matt, will go next summer he's in his last year of his contract now which is fair enough so he, yeah yeah he's we
1: i think we've got more out of him than we thought we were going to get yeah no question.
3: yeah he's, he's
0: been a good servant yeah. you know last year i'm looking last year and we, we struggled but obviously because because the midfield didn't help we know that like you know right. yeah. was in front they were, they were, we were culpable too many times so yeah,
3: no, I do agree with that. And what about what about Mo Salah? What did you do you think Liverpool did the right thing, digging their heels in and just saying not for sale at any price?
1: No, I think everybody's got a price. I think you got to look after the club, you know. And and I've said it on on the show I work on with ESPN a lot of times recently, because it's it's a question that everybody's asking. Yeah. You know, you know when when Ron Yates left, and Ian St John left, and Keegan left, and yeah. Kenny stopped, and all those J and Fowler stopped, and all. I mean, I, I can keep f- throwing the names out. No one's bigger than the club. Nobody's bigger than the club, and if you're going to get, I, I, I said 150 mil, but if they're offering
3: 200, I think you take it. But even if you haven't got time to replace him,
1: but you've got, I think you've got replacements. This. If there was a, if there was ever a time where you could let one a, a, an important player go because of the money to take care of the club and the team going forward, it's now because you've still got four talented players. I mean, to ben, me, Dope,
0: ben Dope. Ben by the way, he's, good, he's, he's a good player. Right, Ben so Yeah, haven't seen
1: much of the job. Right. Yeah, very yeah, very I good man. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. I, no, yeah. no, I haven't seen much of him, but. You know, so, instead of having five for three, you've now got four for three. But but again, it also it also may be good for Nunez because I think Nunez needs a, a run of games. And it looks like he's not going to get it right now for some reason. But if Salah was to go and you get 200 mil, I take the 200 mil and I say to Nunez, right, you're playing centre-forward for the next 10 games, unless you're injured or get centre-off or whatever it is. And then, and then you really see what we've got. Because right now we all understand he's talented. He's raw. You don't want anything to do with this guy. You don't want to play against Nunes. If I'm playing centre back, I would play against Jota. I'd rather play against Gakpo. If Nunes is starting, I'm like, oh, girl, I'm in for a tough time today. Not, that, and that's all due respect to, to 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 Gakpo and and to Jota. Yeah, they're good players. Which I have no problem if one of them plays if someone goes. They, but they, Nunes has they, to they play. play.
0: They play like they come off and go that way. It's when they're going against that way and going into you and beating you in the air. And, and, and that's what Nunes gives you. And I totally agree. He has to be given a run of games now. We have to stick with my my, my philosophy, my forte on it. Is we've got to stick with him now for the next 10, 12. Unless he goes on a drought and we lose games, he changes it. But that won't happen. The Lewis. Um you've got Mo and him for the next and, and, and he will develop, he'll score a lot of goals. But my stance on Mo, a little bit different to Steve. I I mo, mo Salah now, and I have to say this because obviously it's the, pod, the me podcast. We've got the Koino Diamond, which is the biggest diamond in the world. We have that. The best Muslim player of all time. At the moment, the best Muslim player. He's 31. He can play in this league till he's 35. He can play in their league till he's 40 years of age. He's so super super fit, he, they can have him and they will have him for years to come. He's worth we did I'm telling you now, so when you left on his contract at the end of this season, he'll be worth 250 million. You'll get 250 that's how much he's valued and worth out there, not just for his football reasons, for other reasons as well. And that's only my philosophy on it. So, I think and I hope. Liverpool don't devalue at the moment because we haven't got anyone who can just go in there we keep them until the end of the season or even maybe January whatever the score is there unless you've got someone to come in Liverpool can then go bang bang and get two of the best players on the planet underground Grand Beach whatever it is and I don't know where they are at the moment but that's my, my, that's my slant on the, on, on the way he stands at the moment I like
1: the like shout about wait to January because maybe by January we'll figure out where we are you know whether Number one, hopefully we are. We going to contend for the Premier League, and if we're not, and that huge offer still there in January, maybe you decide then you go right. We we need to change something. Yeah. And to do it, we need some money, and this is how we do it.
0: When you let your actually. So, yeah, but, but if we're competing,
1: months. then you keep them, and then hopefully what you're talking about is still there at the end of the season if, or further forward.
0: We just need them for the months to get get a replacement. Yeah. A top top replacement, so it doesn't devalue our squad. Yeah. This is the Old World Podcast with John Aldridge, Peter, I still don't know his second name properly, <laughs> Stevie Nichol and James Pears. And you're welcome to, to stay for the next episode and even the next part of the show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let me, let me take you back to October 1981. You're, you're 19 years of age, you're playing for Air United in Scotland. Bob Paisley signs you for £300,000. What was, what was that period like for you?
0: That's a lot of money then, <laughs> you think about it. Yeah, That was a right for you, Bob, then, you know, so it's, uh, it must have been a lot of pressure, mate. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You couldn't exactly. you you, you, that. That'd have been part time, was it? Wouldn't you a labourer yeah, as well? Yeah.
1: yeah, I was the worst brickies labourer you've ever met in your life. Was your odd career? Aye, uh, I, I used to, I used to find places to hide that weren't there. Yeah, they'd never find <laughs> not me on really. a building site. <laughs> I was useless. <laughs> and I only got a job because Eddie United, one of the directors, was uh, on the board of the of the building firm. That's how I actually <laughs> got a job. Yeah. So, But, yeah, as far as the football, we trained Tuesday and Thursday uh, and played on a Saturday. Obviously, we didn't have a midweek game. So, yeah, part-time. But it was great fun. And, and I was lucky that, again, you know, John was talking earlier about the dressing room. The dressing room that I went into was fantastic because there were two or three younger guys myself, uh, a guy called Robert Connor who went on to play for Aberdeen and, uh, in Scotland as well. But we had some old heads, some guys who'd been... Round the round the teams played in played in the in the first division because we were we were in the Scottish second division basically uh, and so it was a great mix and it was a great time and we actually had a good team and so we were we were sitting either first or second in our league and so you know when you're winning it's always easier but at the same time when you got a good group it's great fun so that's what I was doing. Uh, I was just having fun. I was playing. I was 19. Not a worry in the world. Just come play football. You can't I mean, what else do you want?
3: Did you know that Liverpool have been watching you?
1: Absolutely no idea. This is yeah. back in the day when Liverpool acted classic Liverpool. Nobody ever knew. A guy called Jeff Twentyman, yeah. who was the, yeah. the chief scout at the time. I mean, yeah. if you get a chance to look at Look at um Jeff's family have I've brought a book yeah. brought a book and brought a book out. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You read yeah. all the names and all the scouting. And as far as Jeff is concerned with me, he he never got a ticket from the club. He always paid. He had his scouts in the West of Scotland, uh, who obviously kept them But you never knew what Liverpool would do. And the other thing Liverpool did as well, it wasn't just about what you did on the field. They wanted to know what you were like off the field, what kind of character you were. All of those things Jeff Twentyman looked into, and it was important. And when I got to Liverpool, it's easy for me to sit now and look back and understand it, because I didn't at the time, but I went into a dressing room at Liverpool that was together, that felt the same as the one I had
0: just left. But But also, you had massive Scottish Scottish influence oh, Jocky Hanson Kenny yeah. Suey in particular you know lots which must have helped you some way or form yeah absolutely big yeah. time yeah big
1: time no they looked they looked after me they, they wound me up and took the mic yeah. <laughs> relentlessly but but they but, but they looked after me um, and so yeah it's it, it's it was huge for me just just to be transplanted from alienated a little club, in terms of world football, most people wouldn't have any clue, to go to the European champions in Liverpool and for it to seem as though it was was normal must seem crazy to somebody listening to me right now. But that's what it felt like to me. I felt as though I went from one dressing room into the same dressing room. The only difference was better players, European champions bigger expectations but again most importantly a dressing room mm. that you just wanted
0: to be in. I mean that's that's huge for anybody yeah uh, and, and your digs just a stone throw from Anfield Hotel. yeah can you, you imagine field? that can you He's imagine just up here. yeah we can just
2: you? drove on the way in you showed exactly. me the house just where the around the corner where the Bobby Firmino mural is well
1: I, I stayed in two places in Anfield road the first one was my digs when I came on my own and I stayed with the Pikes um Bonty and Ed they used to babysit for us. Later on, we had kids and the whole thing. And then when when I moved out of there, me and Eleanor had a flat, on Anfield Road, we had the top flat. There was people below us, and we shared the bathroom, shower, and the whole thing. I mean, can you imagine today, <laughs> signing somebody and saying, "Yeah, we're going to put you in digs," <laughs> we a family. They'd be like, "Hey, what are you on about?"
2: But again, it was great. It, it felt normal at the time. Absolutely. And then uh, the double winning team, 85-86, I must confess, a little bit before my time. I was born in 84. Just mm-hmm. thought I'd rub it in, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, had the mouth
0: paper round in <laughs> the
2: gym. <together>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kenny uh, was now uh, the gaffer. You yep. didn't play with him anymore. You actually played for him, in a, in a, in a sense. And uh, just to top things off, you won the league just ahead of Everton, won the cup, uh, beating Everton. Yep. So that must have been quite a mind-blowing season for you.
1: Well, around Christmas time, we were actually... Struggling, We were about... I think it was about nine points behind them. Mm. Ten points, maybe even. And we had 14 games left. So at that time it was looking like we were going to be second and then we were going to win the league. And then we went on an incredible run. We won 13 and drew one of the last 14 games. Uh, and they had a, they had two or three problems uh, and dropped points. And so basically going into the last game of the season, Chelsea away, we got ourselves in a position where we had to win to win the league.
0: Can I just stop you? And you don't know this. But on that Wednesday night before, you played Leicester. Liverpool played Leicester. Did I? Everton came to Oxford, and I was doing to town the time, lads, "We've got to win it." Liverpool <laughs> and I'm saying to the lads, "Please win it." For-. Anyway, because long story short, little Les Phillips me, me. me as he may, scored with about three minutes to go. Um, we won one 0 The lads, we all went out. They took me out into town because <laughs> actually, give Liverpool an opportunity. Liverpool beat Leicester that night, didn't they? Well, I
1: remember the crowd. I remember the the, the roar because you know
0: when you get to the, the last red, two or three on, yeah.
1: when it's really close and you get to the last two or three games of the season the rules have got a different tone to them mm. and as soon as they had scored this roar came from nowhere because we had got ourselves ahead and I tell you what listen this team could play but I'll tell you what it could shut the game down for fun we could we could kill games keep the ball Just slow it down. I mean, you talk about professional, big time. And so when we were ahead and then we hear this roar and you instinctively know the tone of it and you're like, right. And I got to tell you, very few times did I ever lose concentration. And again, but I remember for a couple of minutes, just just losing it a little, thinking about it because you recognize the roar and then get back into it otherwise otherwise something's going to happen. But yeah, phenomenal. Remember it we, well.
0: You we still had to go to Chelsea away. Well, we still had to go behave. and win Chelsea away, yeah.
1: Aye, yeah, which because. wasn't easy. But again, got ourselves ahead. Surprise, surprise. Kenny scores the goal. And once we go ahead, again, we, we know what we're all about. And we just shut it down. Talk. Com- I mean, professional. Completely different to when Aldo and Barnsley and Peter came and, and we, Roy... It was a completely different way of playing. But that side, the way we played then, I mean, totally professional. Obviously. And how do
2: you feel like the relationship sort of between Everton and Liverpool has developed? So back then, um, it's, it's become a little bit feisty, certainly yeah. between supporters, the last few derbies. Maybe it's also because Everton is, doing, is in a very, 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 very difficult situation, as we all know, on and off the pitch. And that might have something to do with it, but how it's, was it back then versus today? In it, was terms? A, it was
0: a friendly derby in them days. It was a friendly derby, you have to say. it was, it was a lot of respect. respect. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and for the city, as great as our city is, it hurts me to say, see what's what's evolving and what's oh, happening. Yeah. You know, horrible, horrible. It's, it's just it's not the way it used to be, unfortunately. I don't know where it's going to go.
3: I can't see it getting any better, that's right. Of
2: no. No. Uh, not this season. From when we look at what yeah. has happened so far at yeah. the
3: beginning, so would you socialise with the Everton boys back Absolutely in the day?
2: Absolutely
3: yeah. not. No no. No? No. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it was it was weird
1: because I mean there was three or four places you would go: snobs, uh, the Conte. Um, I always loved the
5: tune. <laughs> right,
1: so you got it was all the same places. Yeah. And so we'd we'd be in there and they'd be in there as well. Dif- but they'd be over there and we'd be over here. Like
0: different <laughs> nights in Liverpool the, them days, like a Monday night was like Toad All, wasn't it? Toad all, t- hi. Tuesday was Tuesday was the Continental night, and then Wednesday night was the one over in Birkenhead. Oh. And, and then they all had different nights. So the, the, the in-crowd would go all every night go out hey, with all these. Over the, cookie, and, and, the coconut, the coconut roll. Roll was Every night one not it, <laughs> I <think. Gee. laughs> yeah. The cookie,
1: yeah. So yeah, so no. It, it, it was just, no, it was like, hello. Yeah, respectful, that but that was it. And yeah. that was it. I've got, I've got to say, though, people won't know. Uh, certainly. So we won the league. We beat Chelsea last game. Kenny scores a goal, 1-0. Thank you. Cup final. FA Cup final, as in Everton. Now, some genius at the council in Liverpool, this board, or whoever it was, came up with the idea that... After the cup final, we come back to the city oh, yeah. on a Sunday and both teams would be paraded round the city. Yes, good. Now that good that would have been a good that would that would have worked had we had we won a trophy and they won a trophy. Yeah. yeah. But what didn't work is us winning both trophies.
0: Yeah. That's been, yeah. And funny. Though. And
1: by the way, not all not only so we met at the airport on the Sunday. We obviously had a great night. I'm not so sure what theirs was like. We met at the airport and both teams got on two planes mixed up. So half the Everton team and half our team got on one plane and then half the same half got on the other plane. So I'm sat on the plane with Gary Lineker and his missus sitting over there. And there's me and Elna here and then there's like Big Al and his missus and then there's, there's Neville and his missus. I mean it was like And of course, we're like that. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're all up in the continental aren't we? They're sat there like
0: death swarms up for them, isn't it, when you think about it? So
1: Uh, then we got off the plane It's speak. There's two buses. There's a bus over there with all kinds of trophies on it. And then there's a bus (laughs) over there that's just a bus. So (laughs) it's just a bus.
2: And a dog, and a dog. So of course we red red. we all get all the, we, all,
1: we, all, we all, the big red one that's got all the silverware shining. You can't see for all the glistening and everything. And then we're front, we're first, we're front and centre. And you got this tugboat yeah. behind us, and they're all like that. Ah. Now, f- fair play to the Evertonians; they turned out as well to wave to the team but I just can't imagine how they <laughs> oh, felt Wait, a, that's horrendous by yeah, the way yeah. the players oh, yeah. and you know, that's just so so imagine. hard that
0: oh, awful, wow.
1: some balloon come up <laughs> with that idea <laughs> some balloon <laughs> I think mean, yeah. it was a balloon yeah. by the way I've got a good idea
3: <laughs> oh well done Charlie that sounds great let's do that <laughs> so 85-86 so obviously an unforgettable season Kenny's taken over as as manager just going back to your breakthrough year was obviously 83-84 yeah what what was Joe Fagan like to play for? Because it always feels like in Liverpool's history, maybe the achievements of that year don't get the recognition it deserves. The fact you won yeah, the league, aye, the league cup, true. and the European Good cup. Shot that, James. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, and especially what was that like being part of that achievement in Rome? Do you know
1: the, the the move from Bob to Joe was seamless, as it was from Joe to Kenny. I mean, it was seamless. It was just a continuation of Shanks to Bob to to Joe mm. to Kenny. Basically, those four just—they were—they were a mirror image of of of, of the whole thing, the yeah. whole club. So nothing changed, although the managers changed, nothing changed within the club. We still trained the same, we still had the same philosophies, we still had the same culture, we still had a great time. Nothing changed, and so it's it's hard. It's hard to give enough praise because we all saw what happened with Man United, for example, when Fergie left. Mm. So that tells you how difficult it is when a standard is set and a culture is set, how difficult it is to continue it. Mm. But yeah. Liverpool did. But yeah, oh, Shanley did it, said, Paisley that. did it, Joe did it, Kenny did it. I mean, that's all you need. Just look at look at Man United after Fergie. And look at Liverpool after Shankly. It yeah. tells you how great yeah. those three guys were.
2: Which does back the question, and it's entirely not in the script, but uh, what Liverpool is going to do one day when the big man leaves. Because in terms of, there's something to be said for continuation, for continuity, I mean. Well, yeah. And uh, I do, I mean, I personally feel as much as some fans have in the past criticised Jürgen for holding on to some players for a little bit too long. I think the summer showed with the departures of several players that he held
0: dearly that he can uh,
2: identify when the right moment is. But how do we move on yeah. from you know, I think we've got a bit of time,
0: you know, because obviously the way Jurgen is, what you see is what you get. And he knows he, he wants to develop this new squad before he goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the start of it. Um, so I, I do think. You know, is he? this contract another three? Is it two, three, twenty twenty six? Yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah, he's he's honest man. He, he will he will see it through. And then what happens? Then he might get your team Germany out the shit where they are at the moment. But anyway, <laughs> we, we, we need mean, him sooner than <laughs> to Germany. But I I'd rather have him in Liverpool. By that time, he will he will have us in a good place. And look, look, things don't stay forever. And it's it's you know after Shanks we were oh, Bob Paisley and you know things happen and it's going to be a. A hard day, but you've got to prepare that, and I'm sure the great man himself will have Liverpool prepared for when that happens, personally. But let's hope, let's hope that
1: because John said it earlier, or it might have been the other night because you know, together oh, yeah. the other night, Klopp's, Klopp's one of those guys that we've just been talking about. You know, Liverpool said a lot of managers. But there are certain managers that are that are that are just Liverpool managers. Yeah. And Clark one hundred percent is in the same just the, boxers, the yeah. same mould yeah. as the Shanks, as the Paisleys, as Joe as Kenny. No no question. Unfortunately, between Kenny and Jorgen, we haven't been able to to repeat that sort of character. And right now, i got to tell you that you really depress me talking about what are we (laughs) doing? I mean, seriously. I think there's a simple answer, That makes me want another pint. Thank you, (laughs) Dewey. I
2: I, I made you two, so the other one is yours as well. But, Steve, don't be taking
1: any praise. Two was my idea. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's true. I think there's a simple answer. I think if we like the continuity and what we've built and continuing, then despite last season's um, sort of pressure that built particularly on him as well, I, in my humble opinion, Pat Lindes is still there to uh, be a contender for the job uh, when the day comes.
0: Well, yeah. It's, it's a, the long, it just, long time up in, in the future, but you know, he used to do it from within, didn't he? Mm. Um, well, you know, it's a tough one for, that, for anyone, you know. Absolutely. How would you, how'd you follow? How would yeah. you follow? But whether Pep's up to that, we don't know, do we? We don't know a long time a long, long time ago hopefully until that happens and you never know things change his mindset might change you know and I say well do you know what it's going well there. I might have another few more years I'm you am did that didn't he yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope
1: he
2: does that yeah. we just need Ola to step up to the plate and tell him, <laughs> him what, what to do and he'll yeah. stay for little longer what about
0: yeah what about managers what about obviously we coming to the end of the show soon but but, but I mean Siri. Took over obviously big mates, you know, with Scotland and Liverpool. Yeah. Obviously, we all know we tried to change things too far well, too quickly. What's your slant on it? Well, I tell you what. there's two things for me that are
1: key in this. And and I hear a lot of people saying that. Well, they try to change things too quickly, right? Graham did two things. Sorry, Graham did one thing in particular that all Liverpool managers had done, pretty much. And that was spot and buy the best talent that was around in England at the time. Mm. You know, Liverpool did that. We did it with you, we did Mm. it with Ray, we did it with Barnsley, we did it with Peter. So Graham did that with Mark Wright, Mm -hmm. uh, with Paul Shewitt, with Michael Thomas. You know, he did the same thing as the managers previously had done. So... You know, you can't fault him for doing that, okay. But what Armstrong him in particular was they changed, in in Europe, they changed the rules to where you can only have three foreign players on the field at any time in a European game. Now, if you think of the 85-86 double winning team, there wasn't an Englishman in the side. There was none. So everybody says, oh, Graham made too many. Graham had no choice. Because everybody was a foreigner. Ray was a foreigner, he was Irish. Well, he's Scott we know he's Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Staunton. I mean, he's got through the list. The majority of the players were foreigners. So he had no choice. And Liverpool certainly have to be a force in Europe. So unless Liverpool said, you know what, all we're going to do is make sure we win domestically, not changing the team to win in Europe, but that's not, that that wasn't a, an option. So as much as he might have wanted to make changes, he had no choice. So he was pretty much hamstrung from the start. Mm. And he's unfortunate that, again, buying the best talent in England previously had worked, but this time it didn't work for whatever reason. Mm. Plus he had to make all the changes. Mm. And we ended up where we were. And, and unfortunately he lost his job. We still won the FA Cup. Yeah. i mean he still won a trophy yeah but but there's what 90 91 other teams in the, in the country want to win so
0: yeah some people haven't seen on suicide so that's the first time i've heard that So mm. it's very interesting mm. but what, we, we can't we can't stop uh the podcast without going on to your, your managerial career right because um you were the longest serving manager the one so time i was years. yeah yeah, I've done my own work on that by the way. Ten years. It's I knew it was ten years, down, yeah. So ten years, the manager. Have you put a rinse on there? Because you're not <laughs> great. Look at me.
1: Oh, that's a gel. If I take the gel off? Oh, I great. Admit, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Coaching. It, it? It?
1: Well, you you coach stunks, you know what it's like. Um initially, it was fun. Fant- it was fantastic, but it kind of boils down. I was, I was fortunate in a lot of ways that I got a job where we actually had some good players, but they hadn't been managed properly and they were kind of lost. And so when I came in, I kind of went old school, went back to all the things that we did and it was all about the team and they loved it. And the fact that we actually did have some good players meant that we ended up doing well because my first 10 games, I only won three. I think we won three, drew two and lost the rest. You know, so it wasn't, it wasn't this instant success. I remember a guy, I remember a guy after seven or eight games saying, are you going to resign? I remember a press (laughs) calling the guy when you going to resign and I looked him, I looked him straight in the face and I went, no, I don't do that. And then we ended up in the final at the end of the season. Only because the team came together and we had some good players. And then after that, I was lucky that in America at the time, the draft was a major way of getting players in. And at the time, I think I had an advantage that some of the other guys in the US didn't have. It's spotting talent, different things.
5: Not, not,
1: And again, it comes from being at Liverpool. Yeah. Certain things that you see, guys that have got certain things.
0: Absolutely. Not everything, yeah. but certain things. Yeah, you do.
1: And then you start, well, I can put him in there and he'll be great in there. Just little things. Not the, not complete players, just yeah. little bits. So whenever we used to go, I had the, I had the most incredible, um, at the draft, I had the most incredible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? success rate of draftees playing in the first team straight away. The teams used to go, how do you do this? But I just you saw something. It. You see it. And, I, and I, had, I thought, right, I can just put that in there. Clint Dempsey was the perfect example. Nobody. Clint Dempsey wasn't, because in America, they all talk. They talk a lot. And all the agents are going around going, who do you like? Who do you like? Who do you like? And all these managers used to tell them, all, oh, I like him, I like them. And they come to me, well, who do you like? I'm like, eh, like mm. Paisley. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they go, What about him? Do you like him? I'd be like, oh, he's alright. Do you like him? He's alright. And I used to do stupid things. So i had have a piece of paper at the draft and I'd my own little thing. You know, if there was somebody I liked, I would just draw a little circle with a darker circle in the middle. And only I knew was it was an eye. Keep an eye on that. Because you, sometimes you would leave your papers lying around and people would be like, that. Oh. And I'd be, like, if they looked at mine, I had like arrows, hammers. I had all kinds of nonsense. And they, I could see them. I could. I actually left it one day on the table when I went to the toilet and I came back and I saw somebody giving it a And I was like, hey. And then I thought about it. I thought, he must have been gone what the <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> what is all this nonsense hammers and eyeballs and he must have thought I oh, watched this but it was my own week code
0: that yeah, I knew yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so true. so for I'll tell you what for so the revs basically had never been in the playoffs before I got there from 96 I got there in 2000 2001 they'd never been in the playoffs never won a thing nothing and then for the next eight years we played in four finals, um, played in another four semi-finals. We won the Open Cup. Uh, we won the Super League tournament, which were the four best US teams, the four best Mexican teams. Ah, um, and it was great.
0: Yeah,
1: and all these teams, all these other teams had money though. We didn't have any money. And as, as happens, eventually, it runs out. You can't keep plucking diamonds out. Yeah, you've got to see the time scale then, ah, not you? You can't keep plucking diamonds out. And so, the last two years I was there, so for eight years, we never missed the playoffs. That was a record at the uh, time. But the last two years, I'll tell you what, it was hard work. We had no money to buy players. I was buying, I was I was bringing in, I had a lot of young American guys and I was bringing in older European guys. Like, D- Dabble from Manchester City okay yeah Um, Garris Jankowskis who'd played at Hearts who was a big center forward I mean I was bringing people like that but they couldn't stay couldn't keep them fit and I'll give you a great example of how where we reached we played Philadelphia Union away we were 4-0 up at half time and to get into the coach's room you walk through the dressing room and then into the coach's room and I go in the dressing room, and of course, the lads are all like, rah, rah, rah. and I got in the dressing room, shut the door, and I went, I turned to Miles, I like, get called Steve Miles, who was my, my assistant, and Remy Roy, who was my goalie coach, and I went, this ain't over, by the way, because mm. I knew what I had wasn't good enough. And by the way, we drew four all and we hung on. We drew four all. I think that was my last season, actually. And by the end of the season, I was driving in. And I didn't want to go there.
4: Mm.
1: I, I was driving in, I was getting to the stadium, and I'm like, I don't want to go here. It was horrible. It was awful. I was on blood pressure tablets. Never, I've, never, I've never been on a tablet in my life. I was on blood pressure tablets. That's how bad it was. Because Saturday night, when you've lost, is the worst night oh, of the Oh, tell
5: week. me about it, yeah. Oh, it's the worst me. night of the oh, week. You're
1: up all it. night thinking about it.
0: Yeah. and add to the fact it's a good excuse to have about four or five pounds that don't oh, it to make sleep at least <laughs>
1: and the worst thing as well is that you can handle it when you're winning because it's a 24-7 yes. job you're thinking about it constantly the phone's going constantly you spend more time as a coach sorting out other things other than the football as well so it's, it's just all encompassing but when you're winning it's great. When you're losing, it's not. And I got the call, can we come and see the owners? And I knew where it was, and I was like that.
4: Ah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I go in the room. So there's
1: Robert Kraft and Jonathan, um, and we sat down, and uh, Robert, who's the dad, started, he goes, you know, we really hate." I went, stop there. I says, hey. Don't worry about it. I've had a great time. We've really enjoyed being here. It's been great. It's time to move on. Don't forget about it. I'm good. And that was it. They just smiled,
0: shook hands, offer popped. Page you, page you up and full.
1: Well, the best. That's the thing. So Robert said, he said, obviously we'll pay up your contract. Yeah. Right. Only two weeks left on my contract.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, so oh, generous. Generous.
1: <laughs> so generous. I've ever, ever said so you wasted got rid of me two years earlier <laughs> don't worry we'll pay up your contract I'm saying. <laughs>
3: I'm saying. I was only two weeks left so did you know then you were done with management We we ever tempted well, in no, the years since to, no
1: to go I didn't I, no I didn't
3: I didn't because I always
1: said to Eleanor because when we were struggling so Eleanor and I used to uh, we used to do a talking in the bath So we had a big top. So we used to follow it up and we'd sit in the bath. I'd be up one end, she'd be up the other end. Water obviously overflowing at the end. (laughs) (laughs) The two of us us, (laughs) and I kept saying to her, because she's going, oh well, the team's not doing. I said, look, I'll get another. I've been here 10 years. Done a great job. I'll get another job. Yeah. Somebody else will want it. So I was
0: like pretty confident. (laughs) Holy smoke. On that note, thinking about Bumper oh, in the okay. tub with his missus. This is John Aldridge and all those podcasts oh, God, yeah. with the great Nick homie, mate Bumper, Sorry. Chips, call him what you want, James Pease, and Peter from the Hotel Anfield. One day I'll get his second name right. <laughs>
2: Steve, the one the one thing from from my point of view that i was interested in with you having lived in the us now for so long and doing your punditry and everything and obviously looking now what china did for a little while now what saudi is doing which feels to me like more of a, uh that it will last a bit longer than china but they bring in big 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 names and amongst all of that period of all these players going there there's one mega notable person that went to the mls maybe somewhat surprising. Um, that's messy. Yeah. Um, so I just wondered from your point of view, um, assuming that you have um, watched him a little bit over there, like what do you think his impact is over there? Not just for that club. Long term or, as well. Yeah long term as well but also for the MLS or, or how they how the Americans see soccer, you know?
1: Well the impact is absolutely incredible. I mean you could get tickets on the black market for his first game uh, to Miami for 10 grand. 10 grand. So that's the impact that he's had. You know, it's kind of following on from the, the Beckhams, the Ibrahimoviches, and all it does is brings more awareness around the world to MLS. I mean, that's basically what he's doing. And and I think what Messi's done, different to all the other shall we say older players who have gone to Saudi you can't lie you can't fool anybody you go for the money what Messi's decided is he's more interested in his family because if you go to Saudi it's a different lifestyle mm-hmm. if you go to the US it's a different lifestyle but it's a lifestyle that's catered more towards your family mm-hmm. and he's chosen that over the money no, you can argue that he's got enough, but you could also argue that the majority of the players that have gone there, you know, Ronaldo and, and others, probably should have enough money to last them anyway. You know, <laughs> just <about>. you, <laughs> you know? Know? So, so, Could argue that, yeah, very so, controversial, yeah. Steve. Well, so Messi's chosen family over over money, mm. and I think what he's finding out, he, I, I would guarantee. I would bet anybody that as far as professional satisfaction, he's getting way more satisfaction out of playing than anybody in Saudi Arabia. No question. That's a
2: good point, yeah.
1: No question.
2: That's a good point. No, can I can see that. I mean, we might have the opportunity to ask someone the question one day who follows the Saudi league a little bit more and see what their impressions are on some of the players that went there. But yeah. I think the deal that Messi seems to have cut himself, including some sort of ownership of the club as well, right? I think it's not just uh, money, right? From what i write, it sounds well, like... Well,
1: to do the TV, Apple has just taken over MLS. ESPN I worked for, had uh, MLS up until last year, mm-hmm. uh, and Apple decided Apple. to take it over. Yeah. So they're streaming it on Apple, uh, and he, the deal he did with Inter-Miami wasn't just with Inter-Miami, but he did a lot of other deals with MLS, one of those deals with getting money from Apple, because clearly, him being here, more people will use Apple. The, the streaming uh, app,
0: sure, which is well, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's quite mega, to be fair. Well, it, I mean, it is. You know, that so, leads, no one knows that. Yeah, is, so
1: his, his his people have done their homework and they've, they've they've covered every avenue. And actually, at the end of the day, they've covered every avenue, but everybody wins. And right now, everybody's winning big time, including Inter Miami on the field. Mm -hmm. Because right now, I think they've only lost one game. Uh, They're trying to... They were so far back before he came. They were the worst team in MLS. But since he's come...
0: Did that not coincide
2: with Phil Neville leaving as well by chance? You know, <laughs> there must be some, there must be that Everton Charm still somehow like playing a role you know? Yeah,
1: that's a shame, isn't it? yeah. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Got it. Got it. Moving, moving on, on, James, moving
3: on. <laughs> Steve, we, we couldn't let you go without talking about your diet, which was legendary. Um, hold on
1: while I finish this point. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, no. I want to check whether this is true or not. This is what someone sent me about what you would usually consume the day before a game. Sausage and mash for lunch, two bags of crisps and a can of Coke snack, fish, chips and beans for your tea, and then a club sandwich with a pot of tea, a pint of Coke and six bags of crisps. And
0: you've missed one out: the Penthouse magazine. <laughs> I've room with him. Oh no, yes. Oh yes. Oh I that's still Oh yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you know. True, yeah. It's true, it's yeah. true, yeah. What's the penthouse? Well it's <laughs> one of them
2: anyway, one. Well, I mean, let's stick
0: with
4: escort, it. escort fiasco. What do you call
1: this last word? Readers wives, that- you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <is> that- <laughs> <laughs> I must have I never recognized any of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that vaguely about right? That that list of
1: there is nothing vague about that. <laughs> it is absolutely spot on.
3: Um, and what about yeah. the pre-match meal? On the day of a game, what would you have as your pre-match? Uh, pre-match was a little different. I was a way
1: more sensible. Um, later on, when all the scientists started uh, appearing in football, I would have spaghetti bolognese because <laughs> the pasta was good for you. Know, that's <laughs> but before that, I mean, I used to have all kinds of stuff. Boiled eggs, soup, steak, I mean we kind right, of it was kind right, of basically right. what was he like sir and you were like ooh what do you fancy the day
0: I'll tell you one thing after the game you get it after you walk because we used to win all the time especially at Anfield but in the, the bus in, in, in at Anfield but in the, right straight away in shower whatever I've never seen anyone as quick get in and out of the shower and to the bar as quick as it unbelievable he was in that <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Straight laughs> <on his, laughs> watch. No one ever beat him to the bar anytime unless he was injured, maybe. <laughs> Do you know what? I laugh now.
1: Do you know after the games now? You got all the players, you see them all walking around and clapping and they all, right? Hey, hey, hey. right? We didn't know that. As soon as that final went, we're like, right, let's go dive for a pint. <laughs> Just get off the field as quick as you could. Get yourself, Charles. Get a change. Get into the bar. Yeah. Home or away. <laughs> None of this. I <laughs> will <laughs> tell you what, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> away, away
3: here some other time.
1: I'm, I've got a, uh, I've got a couple of meetings with a couple of pints. Okay.
3: <laughs> and a couple of tales. Just want to check whether these are true or not. Gary Gillespie said you'd have a sneaky cigarette on the coach coming back from oh, away yeah. games.
0: No, I can use it. I used to sit next to my house. <laughs> he drove me about But what he used to do, right. there's a partitionment there. The toilet's down there. And we're here, we're playing cars, and there's Jockey and, and uh, Mackey or, or Dizzy. used to rotate it. And, and, and behind there is Kenny, Bugsy, and Evo just behind this partitionment. And we'd have cans of lager like, going, going back, a few cans of like 10 and six, yeah. And he'd have a fag, and he'd go <laughs> blowing under the table, thinking that's not going I to know. go to the front well, of the boys. The, hated of course, he he was having a, a slide, yeah, couple boys of boys. Well, he had it. a couple, to be fair. A couple <laughs> of boys, big
1: Gary. Gary particularly hated it. He used to say him all the like, time,
0: pumper, <laughs>
1: you're going to stop that?
4: <laughs> but the
1: thing was, I had the main man had my back. That was the chairman, David Mills. Because uh, David used to sit down the front and Davy liked to smoke. So That was obviously I used to go, on, later on. The, I, the I, used so. to, I used to get a lot of hat, stick to the boys about the smoking, right? But they couldn't say nothing because the chairman was down the front smoke. So what I'd do, I'd go down the front, sit on the step beside Helmut, the driver, David Mills, and we'd have, a, we'd have a smoke and have a chat. So nobody's going to tell the chairman to stop smoking.
2: That's true, yeah. <laughs> and if
1: you're sat next to the chairman, then I'm going to tell you to stop smoking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, I think that might have moved on a little bit. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Just right. a little
3: bit. How about this one from Alan Hansen? He he said that you were concerned you'd put on a lot of weight after you'd inadvertently weighed yourself while carrying some sh- heavy shopping bags.
1: Well, that was in shit. We went on a, we went on a, on a, a cruise. <laughs> now, this cruise ship by the way, You know when you think of cruise ships today? Yeah. This was like a (laughs) tugboat compared to cruise ships today. And we got off at Shetland. And him and his missus, uh, we had no kids at the time, me and Elmer. So we were going to lie in. So we were getting off about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Him and Janet and Adam uh, and his wee man had got off earlier. And they were coming on as we were going off. I said, hey, what's going on in Shetland? He went, oh, he said, oh, it's not bad, good bit of shopping, if I like it. He said, but I'll tell you what, you should go to the bowling alley. It's fantastic. You can get a beer, the whole thing. I thought, brilliant. So we get off. So we go for some supplies, crisps, coke, absolutely. And it was an old-fashioned chemist. We were at. And so they had one of those machines that you stand on. You put like a shilling in and it tells you the weight of you. So we'd been to the supermarket and got all the, all the supplies to take back on the boat. So the mule was carrying them. Anyway, I forgot while she was getting stuff at the pharmacy. I thought, you know what? I'll have a go and see what she put anyway on. Stick my money in, and I'm standing there, and it went, (laughs) (laughs) and it went, Are you Jan Moby? (laughs) 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 So, anyway, so I've gone, What? I'm I'm standing there on it, and I'm shouting, Ellen's at the, the counter, and I'm going, I've put a stone on. <laughs> and she went, Stephen, you've got the shopping bags in your hand. Uh,
4: oh, <laughs> hey, so then,
1: so after that, she goes, right, let's go back to the ball. And I went, oh, so why don't we go and do a bit of bowling? I think I'll say there's a bowling alley. She went, I own it. So walking around half an hour, walking around, and I'm stopping everybody, going, excuse me, you can tell me where the bowling alley is, and they're like. Bowling alley? What are you talking about? And I'm like, all right, doesn't matter. Stop another one. Excuse me, you tells tell us where the bowling alley? anyway? must have done this with four people and eventually we went, Hanson's wound me up again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's
1: not a bowling alley
2: at all. <laughs> it never
0: ends, does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant,
2: brilliant. <laughs> Last but least, we've got our quiz.
0: Yes, yes, we always do a quiz at the end with our superb guests but before that I have to say, see this, this is the same top, obviously Steve's not got us on, that we had in the 89 Hills, but before we warmed up, come out with these tracksuits on, and I've kept it ever since.
1: Stonks, were on the radio.
0: It just, uh, I know, but we're, not, we're on the <laughs> television. <isn't> well? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't, I did it. You should have told me it no, still those. fits. <laughs> I can breathe out. It does fit as well. That's it amazing. Just, just about. It does fit. To but me. this quiz is six questions. The reason it's six questions, as I said last time, is <clears throat> it's because Liverpool have won six European Cups, Champions League, call them out everyone. Not one, not two, not three, even six questions, and you're gonna get them, mate. No one else has won it six times. Can
1: I ask you a question, although made. before we do this? Yeah. Go on. I was asked a question a couple of years ago. And the question was, would you swap one Champions League trophy for being invincible. Now my answer was yes. What do you say?
0: What's invincible first?
1: Not losing a game
0: all the way through the season. Oh Jesus!
1: Oh. And I said yes, and the reason I said yes is because well, if you've got six, no, there's only there's only two teams in the history of football that have done it. That's Preston and Arsenal,
0: right? right? Yeah, but that was well, that was eighteen hundred and seventy four or something. Yeah, it? but it doesn't
1: I mean, two teams in the history of football. Would you not rather
0: be? Would you not sacrifice one? No. To be one of those three? No, I'd still rather have double the amount oh, okay. of the Man United have had. All right. <laughs> Agreed. So, yeah. So that's what. Just so right. wonderful good
3: question thanks John if you do well in your six questions (laughs) right Steve number one here we go you made your Liverpool debut in a goalless draw against Birmingham City in 1982 which future Premier League manager was in the Birmingham team that day which future he went on to manage in the Premier League and was playing for Birmingham yeah
0: 82 um, I'm
1: thinking, what's his face? Was it was at Norwich and Portsmouth. I think I could be wrong. Was it was at Watford. Left-footed.
0: You don't know, do you? Nah. <laughs> Alan Kirbyshley. <laughs> oh, Kirbyshley. That's a tough one, you know. That's, right, a, that's,
3: that's, that's a tough.
0: James, that's tough. Down. This
3: one's easier. This one's easier. Number two. When you signed in October 81, you were the second new signing for Liverpool that season. John McGregor. No. No, okay. Oh, uh, who, sorry. Yeah, uh, you a, oh, who, who, uh, who, uh, No, finish your question. Who just coughed there? Who, who, I, the other one arrived from Brighton for £900,000. Oh, for £900,000 two months earlier. Robo. I, thought oh, right. a,
1: I had to
2: go on there
3: From
1: Brighton a, From Brighton yeah. Mark Lawson, Mark Lawson. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We'll give you that We'll give
1: yeah. you
2: that Exactly You know third time Well left. it wasn't wrong
1: Wrong was saying to Brighton You
0: get
3: off So you'll you just test it that's <laughs> other men's <laughs> <laughs>
2: first, first To me,
1: be fair, I should have come
0: down let he finished the question How many did he get right? Four
3: I think you got four Was it four It's been, been five pints. Yeah. Yeah. too Yeah You've had a couple of pints. mate. You know
2: what five and ten pints, You can't beat me at pool Got no table, but
3: next time. Steve, you are joint nineteenth on the list of Liverpool's all time appearance holders on four, six, eight matches. Mm. Which legendary goalkeeper from the club's history Ah. are you equal with on games played?
1: Is he Scottish?
3: No, he's from Belfast. Northern Irish. He was a few years before you. For
0: Liverpool. Northern Irish? Yeah, goalkeeper. Oh, it's a legend. Tommy, Ray, legend, mate. Irish? Well before your time,
1: obviously.
4: Aye.
1: I can only think of Clem. Before me, I can think of Clem and Tommy Lawrence.
0: No, not before them, yeah.
1: I don't know.
3: Eliza Scott.
0: Eliza Scott, yeah. Okay. yeah. Tough one,
3: no, that tough, yeah, yeah. number four. <laughs> you scored forty-six goals for Liverpool. Against which club did you score the most? Ooh. Newcastle. The, the, I'll give you a clue. It's it's six. Six goals you scored, and Liverpool no. have played them already this season. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. What you said, then it's got to be
3: Newcastle. Um, no.
1: Oh, um, maybe play Newcastle. Shit,
0: <laughs> sure.
1: <don't>
0: <laughs> just beat them. Maybe Villa, no. Chelsea. No, but, well, it's not Bournemouth anyway. No, so, so it's Chelsea or, 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 or Villa, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! How many easy. tips do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
3: know.
0: It,
2: it's was Chelsea
3: it, it's Chelsea yes you got six against Chelsea oh I scored a couple of, I yeah,
1: got a yeah. couple of races yeah I remember and uh, the Welsh Welsh guy what was the Welsh goalie he was the assistant <laughs> at Chelsea all the time
0: oh Mevenday. no Welsh oh Welsh
1: well oh, oh. that was assistant. I'm resistant to my I use all the time. Freaking are you giving me a quiz <laughs> when I'm <laughs> <having> <laughs> been no, fair enough.
3: <laughs> Right. Number five. You made your last appearance for Liverpool in a four-one win away to Burnley in the League Cup in 1994. Which young Liverpool midfielder scored twice that night? Ooh.
1: Either Jamie or Hodge. 1994.
3: You were right first time. Right, Jamie. Jamie Redknapp. Right. On to the final one. You won Footballer of the Year in 1989. Mm. Five Liverpool players have won mm. that prestigious award since. Oh, Can you name oh, since. them? Since? Since. Wow. I'm going to go yeah, Correct. Fowler? No. No. Owen? No. Nope. 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 Oh.
0: Torres? No. Nope. Oh, nice someone,
3: someone won it the year after you. You eighty nine. Peter you? Beersley? No. Nope. <laughs> 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 uh. <coughs>
1: You've set the bar on this. <laughs> I told you before. I'd not get any of it. Give
4: me
1: a clue. Um. It's got the same oh, you name. Should
0: this you though. should. Yeah. yeah it's got got the same, should get uh, them. You should get honestly he's a dog once you've seen him Roshi no, <laughs> on, no. Keep on go. Go on. same name as him
3: but not
1: him that's, that's a great clue same
0: name as him but not him he signed oh, he signed, he signed a, a few John. he
3: signed a few months after Aldo yeah
0: you know that god you were there at the same time Barnsley
3: yeah yeah. so Barnsley won it in 1990 I
0: said
1: Barnsley before
0: I never really heard you say one Barnes said? It. No, yeah. no, we've got a camera to prove it. we need VAR. VAR
3: needs to take yeah, a look do. at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Gerard. Yeah. Correct. Fowler? No. No. Owen? No. Nope. 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 Torres? No. Nope. Um, cameras do lie, by the way. <laughs> right, so we've got Barnes, we've got Gerard. Yeah. And the
0: other ones, quite recent, there's two quite recent ones, it should be easy again. Jeez, we've been talking Suarez. about it. Y- yes, yes, Suarez. You're there. And then two more recent than Suarez. She's been talking for a after after showboating. Van Dijk.
3: Nope.
0: We haven't even mentioned Van Dijk. Come
1: on. Salah. Yes. yes. yes.
2: One more. Come on, it. Who has just recently one gone more. abroad, very more. far away. Where it's very talking hot. Th- yeah. Thinking it's that.
3: The Sa- I don't know. know. I'm playing, in, <laughs> playing in Saudi now. Money
4: do you
0: know what, what a great okay. show I, I wouldn't expect nothing else without with my matey what a great show oh, he's made us laugh so much today <laughs> like he did when we played in great that great side uh Wonderful to see you, mate. Top Thanks,
1: Paul. Nice to see you, son. you, yeah. son.
0: Great to have you on the show, yeah. Steve. Cheers,
2: Peter. Thank, thank you very much, much, Thanks, much thank you.
3: Cheers. I
0: would just like to thank Steve for coming. We had a great time. And um, we look forward to seeing you on all those podcasts next month.